Hello, Matt. Um, we wish you were here, but you're not. Uh, please do your predictions. Uh, grow up. And we we'll hope we're listening to you. Uh, grow up, yes. All of us said things. Now, hello, welcome to the Five Side Podcast, and we're four side again. It's me. Ah, oh, what's my name? <laughs> A tragic star. <laughs> I'm really glad you're the editor, not me. <laughs> I forgot my name. Okay. The five-a-side shambles <laughs> strikes again. That's the four-a-side shambles um. strikes again. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> oh. Hello, Matt. Wish you were here, but you're not again. Grow up. <laughs> Grow up. I sense of deja vu here. I'll hear it back later, and we'll, we'll find out why that is. Um, anyway, we're Mattless. Matt, do your predictions. Welcome to the Fireside Podcast. I'm Fergus. I'm joined by Ross Cables Dewar. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to call it my cable pun there, but um, I got my words all tangled. How are we all? Video content would be prime here. They'd see what, what, <laughs> what we're talking about. Um, I dropped my webcam in the floor and I can't reach it, so it's staying on the floor. All we can see is cables. Uh, Billy? Good evening. And um, Arsenal getting pumped. Craig Gregor? Uh, no, they're actually winning uh, somehow. Uh, it's yeah, going right but, to the wire. Yeah. Going right to the wire against what West Brom. <laughs> Fair enough, obviously didn't understand it was an our cable joke. Ah, uh, fuck your cables. <laughs> what a shambolic intro. Um, I'm <laughs> very, I'm, I'm sorry to the people that they had to listen to that. Uh, it's Wednesday. We did promise Tuesday. Um, who are we blaming for that, Matt? Matt, that's Matt's fault again. Nah, it was Matt's fault. It was Matt's fault. It was meant um, to be Tuesday so Matt could do it. Um, and then Matt couldn't do it. So Matt couldn't do it. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're it's always too Matt's late fault. On, a, on a Wednesday as well. I know, fuck Matt. <laughs> we'll do a vote later to see um, if, if we want to vote Matt out. Anyway, lots has happened since last time. Um, where did we where did we come off? It was Tuesday. It was just before so the... when Wednesday night it was European action. Um, on a Wednesday night in the Europa League playoff for Celtic, it's unheard of. Imagine playing on a Wednesday night in Europa League. Yeah, but um, that's what happens when. Uh, Rangers and Celtic are both at home in the same day. That's what happens when the 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 um, top bosses at UEFA can't can't schedule matches properly. Come on. Yeah, it was a bit of a strange one. But uh... um, it did it. It was it was good. Again, I got myself up there in the stands again in the full in a fuller stadium this time. There was more people there, and. Uh, an all all round good performance. Yeah, I got to say it was a, 
had a very good performance from Celtic again. Um, they seem to be growing right into Ange ball. Um, and they look a real good force again. A uh, team that will score lots of goals. Yeah, I mean, as a neutral with no no loyalty, I, I love watching it. You know, um, it's, it's just great to watch. It's so dynamic, expansive, fast-paced. It's, you know, it, when you sit down to actually watch it, you're actually immersed in it. You know, it's it's not a case of, oh, here we go, there's going to be a mundane 20, 25 minutes of trying to find defeat. The, they were sharp. They were... They'd have, iffy first five minutes but I think that was understandable but I think after that kind of early scare they were they were absolutely dominant and thoroughly deserved the victory um, could have been more but I think overall Mr Postacoglu will be very happy with the performance yeah, I feel like I feel like I keep I keep saying it since um, obviously the Metiland debacle I keep saying it sort of like Every performance seemed to say, like, that's the best we've played this season, that's the best we've played this season, and Wednesday night was probably one of the best performances all round as a team. Yeah, there was a couple of sort of iffy moments from certain players that I'd, I'd maybe sort of I, I picked up on slightly, but all in all, in a general team performance, it was probably one of the best. Well, at the time, it was the best of the season. Um, I mean, is he Alkamar, uh Obviously, a good side, and for large parts of the game, Celtic dominated on and off the ball. The what in particular has been quite impressive so far um, is the work rate of the team. Like everyone sort of knows the role, and you could say last season that was kind of almost perhaps the opposite. It seems like every player now sort of when they're playing, they know what their task is and they all seem to be doing it extremely well. The the work rate thing something that was, like, it was heavily sort of used, like, under Brendan. There was a lot of tracking back from more advanced players. Every, there was sort of, like, the non-stop running thing. Just keep going and that. It spilled into Neil Lennon's first season back at the club and um, gradually the bottles of coke and Iron Brew and Rolls and Slice caught up with everyone and it was back to uh, slug-like football again. But I'm glad um, glad we got we got our, our second choice man. I'm glad that Eddie Howe pied us off and that we ended up with um, Ange in charge. Because the difference he's made, he's, only, he's not been in for a huge amount of time really. The difference he's made already to the way that the team's playing is just like remarkable. Yeah, got to agree. Um, which it did look like it was going to set up a a good old prime at the weekend with uh, how strong Celtic were looking, but um, well, we'll need to discuss that one a wee bit more later. Um, next up was. Thursday night, and those three teams in action, Scottish teams. It's going well. Um, yes, well, it's going well for Scottish teams in Europe so far. Uh, Rangers 
fighting back at home against Alishkert to win. I say fighting back, but like to win one nil um, after <laughs> oh, after that first half performance, oh um, and and oh. to hold on to one nil against more me- more men. Um, obviously, I think uh, three of us were watching um, the game. Um, all we're gonna say is, like John Lundstrom, I hope you never play again. Um, it, it was unbelievably lethargic in the first half. Honestly, reckon um, me being the size I am, I would not have been out of place, and I could have ran about the first half and not have been knackered. Um, it was that slow, sort of like ugly sort of football. But I think to top it all off, the worst was the red card. Like it's the most two needless fouls I think anyone has ever um, got ever. Um, yeah. I know Billy has a, probably quite a few words to describe the red card, so I'll let him talk about it. For me, it was. You know, if we were to kind of reference it, it was like, you know, the Simpsons episode where Frank Grimes comes in and thinks he can do whatever he wants because, well, you're Homer Simpson. You, you know, that's what John Lindstrom reminded me of. He was just, he just thought he could do anything. I, I mean, Alice Kurt offered nothing, nothing. up front, <laughs> nothing. So when they broke on the counter, and it wasn't a particularly quick counter, if the first one. Fair enough. I I don't have a complaint with the, you know get, picking up a yellow card for that. It's a counter attack. Yeah, fair enough. You stop it, regroup the team. The second one, I I cannot understand. I just I, the words words fail me. Um, it's just criminal. I, I just really I, I don't get it. I, I actually I you know I watched. I said at the time I don't understand. I still don't understand. I don't surely, surely, like a player who's played in the Premier League got that experience must have like half a brain to know. I'm on a yellow card. Let's 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 not let's not give away. Let's not make a cynical foul that Um, that's that's basically like not stopping anything. There's other people there. Um, you say this, but um, many a Premier League footballer um has caught came up north. And hasn't done it. We could just look at Joey Barton, um, Shane Duffy. The, li- the list could go on for years. I also uh, just say I'll put it out that um, when it was when it was rumoured that Lundstrom was going to be joining Rangers, um, there was a lot of uh, Sheffield United fans saying, "There's still a lot like, of thank, Sheffield United." Thank, fans. thank God, like doesn't have the doesn't have the work rate. Sort of required. His his efforts minimal. Um, I've heard stories about like in training, he just kind of walks around and does nothing and etc. I I think if that if that is true, if if he's you know if he's lethargic in training, you know underperforming, that then the question then goes to the manager: Why are you picking him? Yeah, uh, it has to be. I mean, I don't know about anybody else. Who obviously, you know, a couple has watched it. I just I found myself trying to get invested in the game, but I just couldn't. Oh, it was a it was a snooze fest. I, I, I just really couldn't, and I I thought well the red card highlight was the highlight of my game. 
not my game, the game. Um, it was the only thing I know it, and then the goal. But I, I just, it was, it was a shadow of what we know Rangers can be. Um, I think in the second half, um, with ten men, they actually played quite considerably better. I don't think it was possible to really play much worse. Um, they realised that they probably gained a man when they lost Lundstrom. As, as stupid as that sounds. I, I think they gained morale with him I, not playing. I, I think credit to um, credit to Steve, uh, obviously last Thursday. He, you know, he, that was good friend Steve. My good friend Steve, you know, he, he made the correct change at halftime, bringing on Scott Wright, taking off Kent. Kent, to me, has developed a real unwanted sense of arrogance on the pitch which is uh, as a fan I'd be very concerned about you know he's a good player but he's not God's gift um, and for me in the second half Wright and Morelos really changed the game you could see that almost um, instantly I'm pretty sure it was after like two or three minutes when Scott Wright came on like he properly um, he brought the ball up a good 20-30 yards and made quite a good pass to Morelos um, yeah, I, I don't know. Obviously, he's sort of playing. Um, how do I put this without uh, perhaps coming across the way I mean? Because yeah, is undeniably is a good footballer, but he's playing currently like a guy who thinks he's too good to play in the the um, standard he's playing. And he's trying to do the unnecessary unnecessary tricks and stuff instead of just sometimes just giving the ball to someone. It's not complicated yeah so he's trying to overcomplicate it instead of just doing the doing the simple the things basics, which is right. all you really need to do against no offense to if any uh, alish kurt fans are listening but uh, a team that that it should have been a fairly comfortable win for rangers you just have to do the, the simple things you do them right and you'll you'll score goals against a, a lower team I think some credit does have to go to Alish Kerr. In particular, I really enjoyed the centre-half, Thiago Cometa, who was actually seemed to be the only person, which was strange for a centre-back. It really kind of confused me even more. To push out and actually try and take players on for a centre-half, I thought was quite quite brave and quite odd. Um, you know, that's that's all well and good when you're like a big top team playing against. I never thought the reverse would have happened, but he was good. Uh, I thought as well the, the goalkeeper, Ongen Kainavrevic uh, from Serbia, he also kept um, the score down because Rangers did have a couple of chances to obviously extend it in the first half. And then the, in centre midfield, Romjan Hovsepan was a, a workhorse. He, he, he ran his legs off for the 90 minutes. Um, but apart from that, they didn't offer anything up front. The the striker in Ballo, um he, he just kind of lumbered around, really. Not really. He didn't really anything. have any opportunity to really um, do anything with it. Um, there was one little moment where I thought, oh, they may get in here, but it was a really, really poor touch. But apart from that, um, I think Rangers fans will be disappointed and given the recent news that they've had I think they'll be now probably further disappointed and maybe slightly concerned I think um, maybe from Rangers perspective on that game the less I said the better you know what I mean like don't don't dwell on that game and sort of 
the sort of shambles that it was. I know. And try, and, try and look forward. They, the Alex Kerr, our team that Rangers can beat, um, should be obviously like they will be missing players tomorrow night, but nonetheless, like they should still. I know um, they should still have enough quality in who they who they've taken with them to quite simply dispatch them. Um, I know a lot opinion. of um, Rangers fans have noted about the amount of absentees that they've had, but you have to say it's no excuse against like a c- considerably weaker opposition. Like the quality is there to go and beat Alashkar maybe four or five now. I think all of us put a big hefty scoreline apart from uh, Matt. Matt. Oh, I didn't even, Matt didn't even put his... No, Matt got his in. Matt uh, oh, predicted... No, he only uh, put one, yeah. Matt predicted 2-1 to Alish Kerr. Um, and that was his only prediction for the last week. I, I thought they would have put in a professional performance. I wouldn't have been, I didn't think it would have been a right. I thought it would have been a comfortable 3-0 you know, professional performance from Rangers. It was professional in the second half, but again, I suppose now the time is to maybe just forget about it. I don't yeah. know if that's the best way to... A, win, a win's a win, obviously. No one likes to beat a team of that standard. Just w- getting out the other side of the tie at the end of the day. Obviously, yeah. thankfully for us, it's uh, coefficient points. <laughs> Albeit mm. not very many, but every point counts. Well, it's at point two for every win, which is uh, decent enough. There was two of them, so point four. Um. But yeah, I feel like for Rangers, with all their players out, they've still got a f- they can still feel they're strong enough eleven really, apart from the goalkeeper where they're picking third choice really. Um, we'll, we should probably choice. give context to. Um... Is... We'll, we'll get can we can we not get to it late like like. But I was going to all, all I was going to say was uh, that I feel like the players that could come off the bench might not have been the uh, players that would usually be involved. So it's a good chance for them to actually. Prove that they they should be starting. Especially like the likes of Stephen Kelly. I know he's been rated highly from Rangers fans every time he's played this season. And um, so, be interesting well, to see he, him get some European game time. He never put a foot wrong in those fifty-seven seconds. He didn't. Uh, he, he didn't. <laughs> Man of the match. Real worth it bringing him on for fifty-seven seconds. Next anyway. up, and um, St. Johnson. We're away from home and they took on Lask Linz. Ended one each uh, after St. Johnson led, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yes, I was I, only, I don't to, know if... only to then. Um, was it a penalty? They gave uh, away, it yeah. was a penalty, yes. I, I don't know. Yeah. Did anyone else watch the game? Uh, no, no. I've seen bits. I've seen bits, yeah. No. So don't worry, just me then. I've seen, seen the result. Um, and then I, I also seen that. In the sort of dying embers of the game, they they were probably lucky to come out of it with a draw. After Linz um, struck the post, I believe. But St. Johnson could have also scored in the dying embers of the game as well. Yeah, I think having watched the full game, um, I think both sides will probably be happy with the draw. Um, St. Johnston for. Pretty much 90 minutes were rock solid at the back, apart from one not moment of madness, but a mistake. 
which gave away the penalty. Um, Xander Clark again was outstanding. Um, Kepson Johnson in it. There was three big, big saves that you know, no disrespect, had the had the sub keeper been in, I don't think would have made them, would have got them, and I think at the stage of the game it would have put Linz possibly two, three, four, one up. The save at the end though was tremendous to tip it onto the, the bar. It's just an absolutely incredible save. Just, I still don't know how he did it. It was it looked yeah, it to was, be absolutely certain. It was a really good save. But I think overall St. Johnson will be happy. I think they'll be. The, I would make them slight favourites. And I think it would probably, probably be about even. Um, again for the I'd say for the second leg, obviously looking at a pretty full um, McDermott Park again. So I don't know if they've sold out all their tickets yet. I feel I don't think they have. Um, but yeah, they'll be looking to put in a good performance in front of a a home crowd. I guess it's. Although the away goal rule isn't a thing anymore, I think it's massive to score away from home still. Like, yeah. It just gives you that, that sort of an edge, like an edge, so almost going into the home leg. Like you could, if you if you think about it, if they go at it, they get a goal, and their fans are behind them. They're very easily gonna have like. Yeah, like like, like it, could, it, sh- it should be. I get what you're trying to win. Is it's one of those ones you're trying to like, like, get. You're trying to say like they've scored away from home, so they'll come, and they'll know that they've they've scored, so they they can score to go at home. They've, they've scored away from home, they can score at home. They've got the confidence knowing that they mm-hmm. went to Lasks Lasks um, Stadium, and actually they had a lot of chances. Um, Obviously, so did Lask. It was actually, from what I've seen, was actually quite a, a good game. Quite end to end. Um, I think it's, show, it's showing that a lot of teams, not just Rangers and Celtic, can go out and compete in Europe. But Lask's a, a team that normally plays Europa League. and Yeah. And I think St. Johnson, every bit is good at points. Same against against Galatasaray. To be fair, Galatasaray one of those big names in Europe for, and St. Johnson well, put put a decent performance against him. Well, let's not go there because uh, they did they did come home and they did uh, shit the bed in the next game. So that's, that, that, that is a bed. point that I am. That's a point that I, <laughs> I, I do want to do make. That <laughs> it's, it's all well and good, you know, can they sustain it for ninety minutes? What they did last week. I, hope so. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I hope. I hope so. I don't know. I think Lask just have that depth of quality which St. Johnson may lack. Um, but you never yeah. know. Yeah. It's a one. It's a one-off game now. That's how you've got cup to treat final. it. They are. Um, they're good at cup games. So, um, um, not so good in the league or St. Johnson. I've saved for you. The worst, worst game for last. And that's Craig's fault because it's the it's, lowest in the last. It's also the game I watched. Um, yeah, which is it was a Carabag against Aberdeen on possibly the worst pitch I've ever seen. 
It's certainly up there. Um, <laughs> I thought it was getting played down at the local park. <laughs> it did look like that. Which the local park looks better at the moment. I, I don't, I, they've got that um, like cup final stadium. Um, I, like not like just down the road. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. That's one thing I don't understand. Yeah, could you not just phone up phone up the authorities and be like, "Here, mate." Um, because Carabatch is fucked. Carabatch have played there before. That's a. Uh, where they played last last season in the Europa League, I think. So I, I don't understand. But it doesn't make any sense to me. But oh well, um, Aberdeen unlucky uh, came out one nil losers. But again, like one nil on an absolutely shocking park. It's not a terrible result. At the end of the day, come home. It's nearly sold out. Yeah, then Last yeah. I seen it was a uh, few thousand. Five thousand. So there's like three thousand tickets left, maybe. <clears throat> yeah. So then the day, all they need to do is win. Win the game, and it'll go to extra time and penalties. If that, if that's if they win by one goal, win by two goals, they win the tie. That's simple as that. Um, Thanks for that quick maths, Craig. <laughs> you know, I'm, the, I'm the maths uh, genius here. Because, uh, yeah, screw you, Matt. I do think the, the pitch will benefit both teams tomorrow. I don't think it'll, it'll favour. It'll be nice to play football, I guess, instead <laughs> yeah. of sandball. Um, it, I wonder if Aberdeen will pick up another injury, though, because they, uh, they seem to have made a glass right now. I see. Um, is it Andrew Considine is now out until no, 2022? Yeah, sad, sad news for him, but... Um, it's an opportunity for somebody to, to step up and be counted. I know um, last week we spoke about McCrory, I guess that's sort of he will probably now <sighs> be which is not what Billy would like to hear, but he'll probably be centre half for the next season you would perhaps well, say. I, I, I know I, I, I think it's not a bad thing because I think at least then he's playing in one consistent position. He's not yeah. chopping and changing. I don't, I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Um it's certainly an opportunity and it's certainly um if he can if he can, you know, put in good level performances at centre half then who knows, he he might earn a a call up to the Scotland squad. Well, Not this in, squad, the next squad I should in, in centre half, we're, we're, we've got loads of good centre half pills. I don't think we do. All the centre halves, that's a yeah. Um, um, I'm just glad he's not a left back. Yeah, well, we'd never get in the squad if he's a left back. <laughs> we don't need him. We don't need him. To be fair, we've got Tierney, who's now injured again. No, he's not. He, he had a bit of cramp and he's back in training already. He's oh. fine. Oh, I thought he was properly injured. No, no, he just had a bit of, bit of cramp. But no, I think uh, tomorrow, nah, I, I still fancy carry a bag to, to go through. Sorry to say. Um, I think Carabag will go through, yeah, but I think Aberdeen, they won't go down without a fight. Um, so, it'll be an interesting game, hopefully. Uh, I mean, if, it's, if I watch that one, hopefully it's a lot better than the, the last week's one when I watched it, um, where there was like one shot in the first half or something. Uh, but then... Um, 
after that game, Aberdeen had that another game against Hearts at the weekend. Um, which yeah, another exciting one for them. Oh yeah, <laughs> nah. we we'll love a score draw here. <laughs> Tell you what, there was a few score draws. Um, there was there was four in the the predictions. Billy only managed to get one of them. I know, I know, it's not like that. Usually, I would I would just say yeah, one, 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 one. But no, new season, new me. I thought. I'd... Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I've not, not seen how the Hearts Aberdeen game panned out. To be honest with you, uh, but I'll, I've heard it. It wasn't the the most exciting game in the world. Scrappy, I think the word we'll use. Um, it, if you're being, it's exactly how it's exactly how you'd expect Hearts Aberdeen to be. Yeah, it was awfully cagey. No offense to either of the teams, but it's just exactly how you'd expect it to be. Um, what other games did we have at the weekend? Uh, have um, in our predictions, we had uh, Wraith and Fairland, but that was postponed. Well, that was that was um that was a shambles. That was a, a uh, great entertainment. Turning up, not getting in. Uh, game starting with no one in the ground. Wraith forgetting game getting abandoned because there's no power, no money, no yeah. lucky box. I have to say, supporters outside the stadium not getting told what's happening. <laughs> the replacement history of IBM documentary was fantastic. <laughs> oh no, we can't switch <laughs> the lights on. They can switch really, lights on because their Wi-Fi wasn't it, working it, yet. So. It was. It, it was so weird because I don't know. Maybe this well, is. Of course, the Wi-Fi wasn't working because there was no power. Maybe this is quite a, not an obvious suggestion, but would it not have made sense if it, if the floodlights were working and the coaching staff's area was fine? Would you not just say, right, fans out, play the game? Fans out, no, because we've only just got fans back in. Don't be unbelievably ridiculous, Mister Kirkpatrick. Would that not make sense? Because you could still finish the game. No, obviously the fans wouldn't be happy. No. Or could you not house them in the stand that was working? Nah, no, nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I mean, if, Mm. It was a severe safety issue, and they couldn't continue with the game. Okay, allow it, fam. Can't see in the dark. Wraith shot it because they knew that Dunfermline were going to win. Um, three one was going to be the precise scoreline. And that was um, that it was a good uh, good game for the kept spawn because it did keep it off bottom of the league with Dunfermline not getting any points. So yeah, um, thanks, Wraith. Move on uh, to the exciting game. Um, another score draw, you know. Can we pick games that aren't score draws this week? Um, um, I've picked some good ones. Uh, one of them might be... Aloha and Queen's in. Park uh, sharing the spoils. Uh, I'm not happy about that because, well, it was meant to be 5-0 Queen's Park. You know, Ferg, the big Enough said. Queen's Park fan. Yeah. He loves two things in life, Luca Connell and Queen's Park. Well, uh, uh, talking Queen's Park and Luke O'Connell, um, yesterday, Luke O'Connell, Ryan Mullen and, oh shit. Brody Patterson. Brody Patterson, thank you. I was getting there. Right. Um, received their their league winners medals for their, their exploits with Queen's Park. Well done to them. Yeah. Well, well done to them, exactly. Congratulations, Queen's Park and uh, Bayern League 2. What? Hmm? What? Yeah. Oh, well, that's getting edited out. <laughs> um, um, 
and Elgin, Elgin Forfer. Another you know, really exciting game. We we know all about Elgin and Forfer, and uh, that was one each as well. <laughs> to be honest, I could I I I should have been able to protect protect that was going to be one each because <laughs> it's the most one each game, like you could let you could name to me. You had a mare this week, Ferg. Points why? I don't know what you're talking about. Ah, uh, it's a few more one each games. Bet, Matt. You get four times as many points as Matt has. Yeah, but he hasn't beaten Matt. Um, so Matt has missed uh, almost two weeks. He's missing this week as well. And he's not got his predictions in yet. I keep asking him. He doesn't do it. So if you are listening, Matt, I know I know you love listening to the podcast. Please get your predictions in. Uh, I said that at the start twice, actually. Yeah, I know, but um, just in case he's made it this far and, and then he remembers again. Um, anyway, uh, obviously, the yes, how I, how I mentioned earlier that every game seemed like Celtic was low. That's their best performance yet. Well, they did it at the weekend again, um, and put in back to back six nil thumpings in league football. They did. Uh, I mean, it could have been about ten nil or more. They could have easily been yes. They they have so many shots. This this Celtic team, it's ridiculous numbers they're putting up. Um, so I have no idea what you're on about. They only had thirty seven on Saturday. Is they are they going for back to back to back six nil Ferg? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I'd I'd say so. I reckon maybe, it's maybe on the at cards. home. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, they're yet to um, win in a week this season. It, like, uh, this this was another one with a hat trick, and it. it was David Turnbull hat trick. Is a this time got to pick up his performances uh, with uh, the recent Scotland squad announcement. He'll be looking to try and actually push his way into the team, get some starting time. Well, when he scores a hat trick at the weekend, then well, he's, he's got hat- to start, yeah. doesn't he? Second hat trick in as many games, league games. <laughs> Talk about that, uh, John McGinn. He's useless. Yeah, it was another another good performance. Um, Angie Ball, full flow. You know, everyone loves to see it. And, I'm uh, sure Joe would rather not talk about the Rangers game. I am not happily talk about the Rangers game. Um, I actually felt for large parts of the game. Rangers played actually really well. Um, a bit more like what they were um, last season, but then they get hit with um, how they call it uh, shit defenderitis. Um, you can't defend a second ball. Um, yeah, I think. No one can really complain at Ross County's two goals. It was definitely a penalty. It was as much as a penalty as you're going to see all season. Um, Phil Rangers played quite well. They did um, start well and just took the foot off the gas and did what they had to do. Yeah. They were never really... Never even really though, even if Ross even County the... got themselves back into it a couple of times, then you could never see them going the full way to be honest. You could always see... Rangers just grabbing another one beforehand. But they got the points on the board, which is it's all that really matters right now. And then 
and I don't think there was any other uh, games that definitely I don't think he played. Uh, well, at least he didn't turn up. So. Well, I, I watched uh, Dundee Hibs on Sunday. Oh, it was a thoroughly entertaining game. I enjoyed it very much. Another score draw. It was. It was a, a fantastic two each score draw. I'd hardly call it entertaining. Uh, it was great. It was a it was a good game. A bit yeah, of everything. That. Bit of everything. You know, some rubbish refereeing. Um, some some uh, rubbish football. Yeah, all the things. Um. Don't know who was uh, the referee, but uh, he obviously needs to get his eyes checked uh, so you can see what the box is. I, I think in real time, it's a difficult decision to make. And um, that's where the game would benefit from VAR. Yeah, well, uh, that's right, not coming to Scotland spend, are, you spending, are you spending the, the multi-million pounds it would cost to get VAR in this country? No, I, I don't run the SFA, so I, I, I can't. Well, maybe if we had a better sponsorship deal, yeah, maybe we could we afford just it. Just offer them. Just be like, oh, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. Get VR. I'll run it. I'll, I'll own it. it. I'll be the VR. Is man. it just, just going to be Bill filming and then Bill checking the videotapes to kill the referee? <laughs> Come on, yeah. Billy drawing lines on the table. He does. He does a square box himself, <laughs> and then has to run to the screen. That's a thirty-yard dash. I. I it's a good business prospect, okay? We're going to have to play all the games at different times. I can't be at six places at once. No, you just sit in your bedroom. <laughs> How do I run to the pitch? You can set up a camera in every... Set up a camera at every game and then you can uh, you can watch it from your bedroom. Oh, good. I can I can watch like a 57-second buying stream of it. Just just get <laughs> no, just get some startup capital to install cameras at every ground in the country. Um... That are directly linked to a live feed in your bedroom. And then you don't have to watch all the games. Just the referee will will be like, "Uh, oh, Billy. Watch this. Watch this. this. (laughs) (laughs) And you you look back and you can be like, yes, mate, he's offside. Yes, mate, in the box. Uh, It's probably best to leave it to the professionals. You'd be a professional though, because this is your company. It's my company. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, that's some good rambling on there. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, I filled some time. Obviously, uh, sh- shamefully linked with the the Rangers game at the weekend was uh, uh, videos emerged of the. Well, I don't think there's anything else to say apart from a. Uh, Racist incident on Rangers supporters' buses on their way to Dingwall. Yeah. Um, Swiftly. A racially, mo- racially motivated uh, song about Celtic's newest signing, Kyogo. Yeah, no, wasn't good to see. No one, no one deserves to be uh, racially abused. Um, and thankfully, Rangers have taken the correct action by banning. Said supporters for life. There's a very and swift action taken as well, which is good. There's no place for it in the in life. There's no place for it anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Um. Obviously, there was all the all the the sort of usual media uproar, but and uh, certain individuals in the media 
just taking getting the wrong end of the stick completely on the matter. Um, we won't name names, but uh, just some very, <laughs> I've never heard some so. Very I've never, wrong takes. Yeah, I've never heard so many wrong takes in my life on something such that's such a big deal. Considering um, Kyogo has just travelled literally pretty much the other side of the world to come play football in Scotland. Some of the media in particular have not been very um, supportive. Not going to name names, but anyone who's read a paper in the last couple of days could see quite clearly who we're talking about. Um, yeah. Disgraceful and, well, let's hope that there's there's no absolute fannies in the stadium on Sunday. <sighs> I, I hold my breath in that one. Mm, yeah. Because uh, if, well, if, if like Craig wanted the if the game doesn't get postponed like Craig wants, uh, unless well, I wanted to get postponed, they could they could they could certainly be a, a, a players walking off the pitch incident if if said said fannies decide to be said fannies, you know. Obviously, we we have to obviously make aware as a very small minority of people. Yes. That, well, that are obviously it kind of. That we're aware of, yeah. That obviously, are... but going by going by certain posts by certain well, not certain people, but certain posts by some people, um, they believe far worse has been set been sang on buses, which is concerning, really. I think for me, you know, if it, God forbid, it doesn't, but if it if it were to happen on Sunday, if the game does go ahead, I would be optimistic and hopeful that, firstly. The fans around the area that it's being sung do try and self-police it, and then if not, then the players and officials take action directly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, obviously, there is potential doubts over over Sunday, although there's not actually any official potential doubts. It's just sort of. General arguments because uh, Rangers have had question mark number of um, co- positive COVID tests. Uh, it and was six. Is apparently well six. Six po- play- yeah, six players are unavailable because of it. Yeah, that's why I said there's no actual confirmed number of who how many are actually positive and who's just close contacts. Yeah. Um, also, still, it's still not properly confirmed who the players are that aren't available. So I guess everyone's just got to wait until tomorrow night when the teams are announced. Yeah. Right, not tomorrow much. night. Tomorrow well, afternoon. It's going to be those who didn't obviously travel um, on the planes. Uh, however, um, from alleged reports, Ryan Kent isn't. Um, Involved and is not self isolating but carrying a knock. Um, but I don't know, not a loss for Rangers to be honest. At the moment, nah, he's a player that's that's always been very sort of hot and cold anyway. But now, to be fair, last season I still didn't think he hit his heights and he still had 20 plus goals and assists. But then so did Hadji, and Hadji played a lot, a lot less. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, as I said earlier on, I do think he's he's developed a real sense of arrogance and not in a good way, not a 
with an arrogance on the park where you know he tries to you know he's developed an arrogance where it's it's, it's too much. Well, Drew said earlier, needless sort of skill moves and showboating and stuff like just play football. If you need to pass the ball, pass the ball. You don't have to always take a man on. It certainly um, tees up a, a very interesting uh, game on Sunday. Um, I think Rangers have a potential nine, nine or ten players who potentially would have featured unavailable. Um, mm-hmm. um, well, we'll move. We'll move on. We'll do predictions, and hopefully, Matt will do his predictions. How are well. predictions, Matt? We forgot to um, mention the. Uh, the Scotland squad announcement and the no fuck Scotland the, squad. I know that Ferg's really upset because he wanted Tony Ralston in it, but um, evidently Tony Ralston and Stephen Welsh so not the case over um, over over duds dud not, faces not the case yet. But uh, I first call up for Lewis Ferguson, uh, Xander Clark, Liam Kelly. Tony Ralston should be in over all of them. Yeah, because that's his position, especially Xander Clark. Could play all those positions in his sleep. Good. <laughs> Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, honestly, to be honest, no real surprises in the Scotland squad. Uh, yeah, he was never going to come into these games and make a million changes from what he went to the Euros with. As much as people want new faces in, um, he had that solid ground. Although we didn't do the best in Euros, he had that solid ground that got us there, and he, he is going to try and build on that. So, but hopefully, yeah. Uh, we see more Nathan Patterson. I think um, Stephen O'Donnell's current form, if, if he continues his current form, uh, it, and Anthony Ralston keeps getting sort of game time and, and pick, has decent form, it's only a matter of time before I mean, Big really, Tony uh, beats out Stephen. You've really got to question it. I I know Stephen O'Donnell had that one blinder against England, but he had two very poor other two games. Um, He's been poor so far this season. Um, I know it's going to be rich for me, obviously wanting Patterson in the squad, who hasn't played very many minutes, but I think Ralston would be much better option than O'Donnell, someone who's playing for currently one of the informed teams and contributing extremely well. What what I found very weird was Steve Clark's justification was that um he'd like like Tony Rolston to continue his form and try and get like more more games and keep form but when Nathan Patterson first got picked in the squad, like, yeah, I get he was playing well for Rangers, but he really hadn't played a vast amount of games in a like in a run in the in the team. So oh, it's just like, yeah, it's difficult, I guess. Like, not not to compare not to compare the players because they are completely different sort of play styles, but um, maybe Steve Clark should have actually thought about what like. Obviously, they're both vying for things the same... before he just said stuff. They're both vying for the same spot, um, Patterson and Ralston, really. Um, obviously, with uh, Tavernier potentially out for at least two games, it does give Patterson an opportunity to play and continue 
to show why he's in and around the Scotland squad. Yeah, and it feels weird for one to for his... like a few decent right backs in the in the radar. Um, obviously we've got Calvin I, Ramsey I just... of Aberdeen as well, who's putting in oh. some good performances so far. I hope for um, Nathan Patterson's sake of just his career that like it's not like he just gets put in for a couple games and then Tavernier comes back and he gets dropped dropped to the bench again. Just has to sit and watch football all the time because he's gonna he'll end up going no absolutely nowhere. Well, we, if he if he just sits on the bench bench warms. We did have that uh, bid for him since the last podcast as well. Yeah. Whether it's rumored five million from Everton, um, mm-hmm. which is was laughed at by Stephen Gerrard, which I feel like rightly so. He's more, he's worth more than that. I mean, I, I just don't want it to be um, how how they put it. Like another, I hate to use Danny Wilson as an example, but another Danny Wilson who four million he moved for to Liverpool, aged what nineteen twenty didn't do it, he just sat there and then his career's just kind of like went by the wayside pretty much I take that point I think the counterpoint though would be if he finds himself sitting behind Tav more and more often this season as a footballer you want to play he could, yeah, he could be yeah. he could be thinking he could be thinking come January like if there's an offer coming in for me I'm like I'm off I think I think because... um, Gerard needs to realise that the is cap- like Patterson in games Rangers are winning two three now. Giving Patterson thirty forty minutes isn't gonna massively affect the team. It actually be good for him to get minutes. Give him starts like as well though, because Tavernier's not getting any younger. Like he can't play. Every single game, and especially the way he plays as well, the constant running. I, I think Patterson is a better defender. Now, let me use that better defender than Tavernier, but I think Tavernier does offer more up front, well, doing the wings, I should say. Yeah, um, Ta- yeah. Tavernier's not uh, that old that he can't play every game, by the way, fair guess. 29, which we deem to be in his prime, yeah, really. but. Well, no, but you wouldn't want you... you wouldn't want players playing every game. Is that anyway? It doesn't it matter has, their age. Like it has been. My um... point wasn't. My point wasn't that he's he's too old to play every game. My point was just you don't want players playing every game anyway. Especially but, with a European run, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's an additional six games. You're you're talk- Yeah. Well, you're you're talking. Teams play like sixty odd games a season. Um... Like league cup. Obviously, um, League Cal- two cups and then European football. Calvin Bassey has came in for Barris, which I felt he's been in some of the games a standout performer. He's been ca- really good in the ball, decent defensively. His final ball still isn't perfect, but I think he's slowly, it's definitely improved from last season. From I mean, from last season, looks unrecognisable. For me, for me, Barris, which is um, it's not up there with Kent, but he's on that kind of same path where he's a wee bit too confident he's as if he thinks he's better than others and just tries to do not enough too of the much. simple things yeah just tries to do too yeah. much and um, hyped up to, a bit too much yeah nah Maybe. I, I, don't, I don't know like um, obviously he went to the Euros injured 
um, didn't get a game because he was injured. Obviously, played a cameo against Scotland, really, and just came back pretty much still injured. So, um, But I think Bassey, again, I would be happy if Patterson and Bassey got a lot of time to play this season because you don't need uh, Tav and Barisic every game. Patterson and Bassey are both more than capable of playing games. And you don't want to get to the point where it's like, oh, this player's injured. He needs to be replaced by this player. But this player's not played any minutes, so they're not up to speed of how the team's playing and etc. fully. So then you are you leave yourself at the risk of having mistakes made. Yeah. I, I get he's the captain, but to not play someone like Patterson, who had, last season did prove himself, suggests to me there's... there's there's something there that Stephen doesn't doesn't like or doesn't think he can handle, which to me would be concerning. I, I think uh, I've rated Stephen Gerrard's uh, ability in signings and you know putting people in the right time and that, but you know to not play Patterson would be devastating. I, I think for 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 Patterson for Rangers and for Scotland. It's a tough one, is because. Of... It's it's tough to drop your captain, your your best player realistically at times, your top assister, top and scores loads of goals, not not top goal scorer, but um, it's hard for him to drop a player like that to just try and shoehorn in a player who's he's not better right now, but he does have the potential to be better in my opinion, but. Yeah. I feel that he offers, um, again, as Billy echoed, offers something a bit more defensively. Um, obviously, Tavernier, like, he probably had the best season that any right-back has had in the um, SPFL in probably 10, 15 years easily last season, and I don't think he'll ever be able to replicate it so it's looking to see um what's going to happen because you can't afford um to let a player like patterson not play games because uh, how at the end can of the day he's a football player if, if he thinks that he's going to get better opportunities somewhere else he will just go he can't get better if he doesn't play so you need to play mm-hmm. him um anyway we've been sidetracked for like 10 minutes there um christ thank you well quick predi- quick predictions and then home time bedtime <laughs> is that like uh first up alkmaar celtic on tomorrow on tomorrow fuck me um i'm going to go for Another 2-0 Celtic win. See you off. Billy, it's you next. Um, I'll, 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 no, I'll go next since yeah. Billy's frozen. He's died, apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah. My only worry is, is how Celtic start, but yeah. I'll go... Go three three nil to Celtic. Score draw one one. 
There we go. Just gonna go for them all this. I don't know what game we're on, but score draw one one. Uh, Celtic easy Alkmaar Bill. Yeah, yeah, score draw one one. Um, I'm gonna say nothing each. And um, we all know that Matt's probably gonna go five 0 Celtic or something. So next, Alice Alice Kurt Rangers. Um. I said 5 now for the first leg, but I'm going to go 4 now for the second leg. 4 now, Alex, Um, oh, I'm really sorry to say, I think it's going to be another snooze fest. I'll, I'll go 2 nil Rangers. Um, I'm probably going to say like 1 nil Rangers. One of those ones, uh, the. The Rangers players are going to be tired out after that flight. <laughs> um, nah, they definitely should win that. So I'll, I'll go two nil, two nil Rangers. Yeah. And we all know Matt would probably say like two one, Alaskar or something. Yeah, probably. probably. That's what he said last time. Uh, St Johnson Lask. Um, I think St Johnson will do this with a a two one victory in the night. Uh, ditto. Um, but I'm sorry, I'm going to have to say 3-1 to Lask. Uh, I'm going to say 1-0 to Lask. Boo. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, Aberdeen carrier bag. Um, I'm going to go 1-0 Aberdeen. 2-1 uh, Carabag. I'm going to say one all. Um, two, two one Aberdeen. Uh, next up, Rangers Celtic. Um, I've been saying I think it's going to be a comfortable Celtic win, so I'm going to stick with it. Four nil Celtic. Um. I have. I'm just gonna get my random number generator and just pick a result because I don't actually have a clue. Uh, I'll go with the try and tested method. I'll go score draw one one. Yeah. Boo, boring. Um. Come on, he was all confident earlier today, wasn't he? Uh, no. The point. The point I was making is I still think Rangers, even with six players out, still have a team capable of beating the Celtic team. With that being said, I'm going to say one now. Won't be pretty, but we'll get the job done. Um, okay, Bob the Builder. <laughs> I'll go. Not Bob the I'll, I'll go. I'll go three-one Celtic. And the Bob the Builder song goes, "Get the job done." <laughs> Come on, Jer. It doesn't go, oh, it's not pretty, but get the job done. It's not how it's um, Kilmarnock in Vernes. Uh, I'm going to go for a score draw, one each. Um, I'll go... Um, get Kelly or Shite. Um, who said that? 3-1 uh, Inverness. Score draw, 1-1. One, one. Um, 2-0, Kelly. I've got the Queen's Park game again. Uh, 5-0 Queen's Park. 
<laughs> Falkirk Queen's Park. Um three one to Falkirk. I'll go score draw two two. Um two one to Falkirk. And uh lastly, Sterling V Albion Rovers. The most important game of the week. Um no no. Score draw one each. Yeah, same score draw one one. Um I'm gonna say one nil Albin Rovers. Right. Okay. It's not a very um high scoring prediction for me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, I hope Billy enjoys all his draws at the weekend. Well, he's got five of them. Well, uh, and midweek. Yes. But, um, yeah, we've been Fireside Podcast, where uh, Ross Cables Dewar has been here. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Billy, also with me. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, Craig, did Arsenal get pumped? Uh, they're actually winning six now. I don't, I've never seen Arsenal score six goals in a while. Um, so yeah, that's a... Well, it's, they've got that Odegaard man in now. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, well, I can't, I did a new French last week. Uh, adios, amigos. Uh, do some Spanish this week. Thank you. I, I forgot to ask him to speak for him, but um, we'll catch you next time out next week. Until then, good night and God bless. <laughs>